Welcome to That Stack of Books. I'm Steve Scher with Nancy Pearl. A room full of folks at the Brian Corner Cafe, which is on the corner of 32nd and 65th in Northeast Seattle, for which we thank Chris and Sarah for letting us record our podcast there. You should come and join us. We're there most Tuesdays at about 3, 3.15. We won't be there for a few weeks during the holidays, but you can see us at Town Hall Sunday, December 13th at 6.30, just a few days from now, if you're listening to this podcast before the weekend, we will be talking to a panel of folks who specialize in book buying, and they've looked at what new books have come out, books that might make great gifts. You should come. We'll have a questionnaire there. You can ask folks questions about interesting books that might be tailored to the person in your life you'd like to give a book to. So to this conversation. Here is a panel of children's librarians from schools around Seattle in the Puget Sound area. Six librarians came to the Bryant Corner Cafe to talk to us, offer suggestions for great books, and to talk about reading in this modern age. I am sorry to report that a good part of our conversation did not record properly due to, let's call it operator error which is a nice way of saying I did not notice that a battery was dying. We'll reconvene our panel of children's librarians. They had great things to say about new books that are out and about reaching children who are reluctant readers. We do have a good part of that conversation to share with you, however. One of the folks around the table was a pediatrician, and she expressed some concern that certain books, difficult books, should not just be handed to children without some adult guidance. Another person around the table was wondering about whether these librarians were recommending the old classics. There was also discussion about the faster pace of newer books. So all in all, some interesting things to hear. Have a listen. Books have gotten very gritty. I mean, that's the word, I, really gritty. And um, when I think about what I, the sort of sweet, you know, um, loving sorts of stories I read when I was a kid, I, I, do, I do worry about what our kids are being exposed to in literature. But um, a one important thing that, that we can do as librarians is to give as much information about a book as possible. When I see, you know, a child with a book in, in his or her hand, I say, I just want to let you know this is a very sad story. Um, one that I have sitting in front of me is called The War That Saved My Life. Um, really great piece of historical fiction about um, the evacuation of children out of London uh, right at the beginning of World War II and um, a child who um, is living with a very abusive mother uh, and who has, I think, a, a club foot and is never let outside uh, because of the club foot, drags herself to a station um, of children being sent out into the countryside and um, it, it, it transforms not only her life, but like Anne was saying, but also the life of the person that has to take her in. But uh, I, let, I let kids know, I say that the mother in this story is very cruel to her child. And you know, that might seem like a, a strange notion to you. I want you to know that before you check the book out. Then they, they decide. Judy, again, I have another question that I've been wondering since last week. And that is, how much as librarians very obviously knowledgeable about and focused on books that are being written fairly recently, how much do you still recommend what might be called classics? I mean, do you offer the E.B. White books? Do you do the Little House on the Prairie books? Do you, you know, the Louise May Alcott books? 
all of which and many, many more I read out loud to my kid, you know, through grade school. And um, so I'm just wondering, do you guys still offer that or do parents think it's too old fashioned? Uh, this is Tom. Yeah, we, we still keep them in the library. I mean, we have all those classics. And a lot of times we will recommend those to kids who um, have read a lot of other things and are looking for something new, um, even though this is old. Um, but, you know, the reality is there is so much great children's literature out there that even we as librarians wade through hundreds and hundreds of books a year and have to decide, okay, what are we going to buy for the library? What are we going to wait until next year? What are we going to recommend? So 40, 50 years ago, you had a handful of authors and books that were available. Now you have literally thousands and thousands. So even though those classics are great to, to offer to the kids, um, there's so much more that I think this is out there that's actually more exciting. Um, nothing against the classics, but that's that's kind of the way I, I see it now. Um, but yeah, you know, the E.B. Whites, the, the Laura Ingalls Wilder, we still keep those because there are kids who will read it. One of my favorite classics, can I talk about that, is um, Snow Treasure. And it's, it's, again, one of those old uh, books that came out just after World War II. And it's the story about how like, kids can fight the Nazis by tricking them and, and getting the gold past the Nazis. And it's it really is the children who are, who are the heroes, and there's absolutely, like Audrey was saying, there's, there's nothing about the concentration camps, camps. It's just really the, um, you know the Nazis are bad, and they don't delve into why they're bad. It's just, uh, it's overcoming, and, and real people overcoming. And I heard it was based on a true story, and then I heard it wasn't, and I don't know where it's since been. Uh, recently, I heard it was not. But, but again, old classics, I definitely... I definitely do recommend them. Some of them, like the Little House on the Prairie books, I don't have to do any talking about. Kids are introduced to it by their parents in my community. But, um, but others, yeah, you, you throw out there. And again, you throw them out as new books or, or more challenging books. Yeah, I think one thing that's interesting to look at is, is that those books that were published um, in the 70s, say, um, are, are they're written differently it, it, it was I mean I think that's really I, I think that's really important um, because they were written for a slower time you know and and the fact is I think that kids don't have they want something to happen exciting on every single page and so those those um, those those books are, are they're not like that and and I think that um, I mean I just re I just was rereading a, an adult series that was published in the 1970s and e the the Raj Quartet by Paul Scott, and that and that book is very slow. I mean it's a wonder. I loved I loved it in the 70s and I love it now. But it's a different style than what we're getting now. And I think that kids now it. And, and adults expect fast movement. I mean, it's that, you know, we could talk about all that computer stuff and, you know, reading Twitter feeds and things like that, that everything's short and, and to the point. So I think that makes a difference too. So this is Nancy, the pediatrician again. Um, so I wanna put a plug in for slower things. Children have an expectation that everything happens now. 
and that does not teach them to persevere to get to the treasure, to persevere to find um, a goal or to reach a goal. And we need to do that. We really need to do that. It's almost like teaching ADD to kids by reading Something Happens on Every Page. Um, I still think that the Time Trilogy and Charlotte Webb and things like that are good, even if they are slow, because it teaches children to sit and wait and anticipate. That's not a bad thing. Hi, I'm Hillary. Um, I was going to kind of say the same thing. I think that's one of the beauties of reading that you don't get from television or these other forms that communicate with our kids. And I think there's something about teaching yourself to slow down with a book that is beautiful. And I mean, going back to the question earlier about how do you encourage your kids or get your kids interested in reading, I think really, you know, reading some of your favorite books with them when they're young and, you know, too little to read a chapter book, but they're still at the level where they can comprehend it and enjoy it you know, is something we did like with my niece and nephews. And my niece is now one of the most voracious readers I've ever seen. I mean, she's faster than any adult that I've ever met um, at reading and loves, you know, any book you put in front of her, she'll pour through. She, you know, can finish the Harry Potter books in a couple days, which I find phenomenal. But it started with reading books like Heidi, which are, you know, of an older generation and were books that meant a lot to me as a child. And she fell in love with it, hearing it, and then went back and read it herself later and enjoyed it just as much reading it herself. And that is of an era of a slower type book. But I think if you learn to appreciate that kind of thing, it actually translates throughout the rest of your life, too, that you're not always on this fast, you know, immediate gratification bend, which can be very frustrating then to teach to or to learn with. I think, you know, it's a skill that we need to encourage and develop in our kids. Considering the world we live in, you guys, that makes you guys on the ramparts of that, of that battle, right? What, one of the things that I think um, is gives us a little bit of an advantage as school librarians rather than public librarians is that um, we are not only serving our students, we're serving the other teachers in our building as well. And so one thing that we can do is if we come across a book that's slow moving but wonderful and we know a child probably is not going to be caught up in it or won't have the stamina to get through the book, we can go to a teacher and say, this is a beautiful book. You might consider reading this aloud as your class novel for the next month or so. I mean, I just read one, a book called Turtle of Oman by Naomi mm -hmm. Shihab Nye, if I'm saying her name correctly. And it was, it was very beautiful. She's a poet. It was very lyrical. It was all set in Oman. You know, I ran and got my atlas out. Exactly where is that? <laughs> and... Um, and, you know, and I, you know, looked at pictures of Oman because there was so much description in the book. But it's really very slow moving. It's a boy who's su supposed to move to the United States and he doesn't want to leave his grandfather. And they just go on lots of little travels around Oman and share stories of the grandfather's past and their love of nature. Very slow moving. Very lovely. Um, but a ch I, I really don't think a child will pick it up and read it all the way through. But a teacher could do it. 
again? I, I do believe that's knowing your audience. Um, and that is the beauty of being a, a, in a school, that you, you know the kids that are going to need the fast-paced novel. And once they're hooked into a series, then you can slowly wean them away. And, and that is, again, something that teacher librarians can do because we're in a school and we know those kids. Um, and in my community, parents come in and I'd say, this is not a book that your child would pick up, but it's going to be one that they'd like if they can just get to chapter like eight. And, and so, I mean, that's, that's something that we have to balance, right? The, the classics, what we know they'll love versus what, what they want to read now. And I think, why can't you do both? Last words or last book that you want to tout? Um, I will tout um, uh, OK For Now, Gary D. Schmidt's um, novel. It's a new one. It's one of my new favorite um, uh, novels. Um, the main character has such a strong voice. I just loved it. I could hear him talking all the way through it. Um, it takes place um, during the Vietnam War. There, He's got a dysfunctional family, um, but he does have a... Um, loving relationships within his family and uh, the family moves he meets new people it combines so many different ideas I'm always amazed at um, how much more complicated some new novels are than when I was a kid like um, he's um, got some learning disabilities um, his father drinks too much his brother's been in the war but there he's going to be in a play um, he's uh, <laughs> met a girl. I don't, there's just so many different things woven into the story. And um, it, it again, it's about him learning who the people in his life that he can trust and who will support him. And um, I, I just loved it. I'm Audrey from Olympic Hills. Uh, Amy from View Ridge. The book I want to talk about, I can't get enough of picture book biographies lately. Uh, Nurse Soldier Spy is one about, it's the Sarah Edmonds story. She was um, she, an immigrant from Canada. And, uh, but she comes down and, and she's tired of being a woman and being told who to marry and what to do. And so she actually joins the Union Army and um, is so good at being a soldier and dealing with the, the, the tough stuff that women aren't supposed to be able to deal with like um, surgeries that they, they let her become a spy. And, uh, and, and it's her story, and it's maybe 36 pages, but you just get a beautiful picture of, of the time. And it's a book that I share with third through fifth graders. So again, picture book, biography, nonfiction, and older kids, my favorites. So um, another one from Holly Goldberg Sloan, Apple Blossom the Possum just came out. Really, really sweet story. And Apple Blossom is not from a dysfunctional family, <laughs> although, although her mother is single-handedly raising them, so that, that's problematic. But um, uh, it's just a really sweet read, and kids, young kids like it for a read aloud. Older kids like it. Um, lots of humor uh, that, that adults will chuckle at as they're reading it. Um, but again, it's one of the, those, when we were talking about trying to give kids positive, positive reads, um, I, I think this one is really enjoyable. And my understanding from Holly is that Dustin Hoffman does the read aloud for it, the audio version, and he uses one of his voices, his voice from Tootsie. <laughs> and from Bryant. Hi, I'm Nancy from John Rogers. Um, I also um, am very, very taken with the quality of um, today's picture book biographies. And um, one I, I'd like to mention is called Dave the Potter 
by Laban Carrick Hill, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, and he, Dave was a slave, and we only know about him um, because he left behind his pots, which are museum pieces. I just saw one at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston a couple weeks ago. And he signed them. He was, he was literate. And so there's a tremendous amount of learning that, that goes on when you read this book. Um, the, the pictures are loaded with information and just, you know, the fact that it was unusual for a, a slave to be able to read and you can talk about the ban on literacy. Um, so it's ch children, children love it and I love to read it. Um, Dave the Potter. This is Leanne and um, I would say uh, one book that is really fun is called The Great Green Heist by Varian Johnson and it's saving the school one con at a time. It's more for middle middle school sort of it sets takes place in the middle school but um, I'm sort of starting to get on the bandwagon of we really just need more diverse books in middle grade and elementary school and this is one where there's lots of different characters in here that kids can identify with so and it's fun um, not so much about all the depressing stuff we've been talking about but just a fun book to read uh, Tom Laurelhurst uh, last one an oldie but a goodie, Star Girl by Jerry Spinelli. Um, one of my favorites, a young girl uh, comes to a new high school. This is more for middle school, high school. Um, she's a bit eccentric um, and doesn't really fall into any of the cliques, but interacts with everyone and doesn't really care what people think about her. Um, but uh, the other people in the school start to try to pigeonhole her, try to figure out who she is, try to make her conform, and I'm not gonna tell you how the story ends, because I think you need to read it, uh, but it's really a, a great story of someone who really is trying to be themselves and, and not worry about all the external pressures that come from being a teenager. Well, I'd like to say that our goal is, I think, as librarians is always to, to find, we want the child to find themselves on the shelf, in the pages of a book, and we want them to lose themselves in the pages of a book. And, and the way we accomplish that, I think, is individual to every child. And that's the, that's the wonderful thing about being a librarian. Keep reading. We at That Stack of Books wish 2016, we wish for peace on earth and lots of good books to read. Thank you all librarians, thanks for being here. I hope you found some good book ideas for your children and yourselves. I hope you'll join us Sunday, December 13th at Town Hall at 6.30. A panel of book buyers will join Nancy and Katie and me on stage to talk about some of the great books that are out. Might be nice gifts for you to give and they'll be taking your questions from the audience. So I hope to see you Sunday at Town Hall at 6.30. And we'll be back with another edition of That Stack of Books in the new year. Take care, folks. Happy reading.